What's up, guys? Regiment in this podcast is brought to you by G Fuel, the ultimate energy drink for gamers. G Fuel uses a special blend of vitamins, antioxidants, and other natural caffeine resources to keep you from having those jitters or even that crash that you normally would have from other energy drink brands. So whether you're having a long gaming session or you're just having a long day and need a pick-me-up, G Fuel definitely has you covered. G Fuel also has a wide array of flavors to choose from. But if you don't know what flavor you want to try, they also sell variety packs on their website, and they even come with a cool shaker. So head on over to gfuel.com and use promo code REGIMENT at checkout to get up to 30% off. That is REGIMENT, promo code REGIMENT, down here at checkout to get up to 30% off. General is fired from the scandal-plagued California National Guard. And yet another ouster of top commander of the troubled California National Guard... A brigadier general has been fired after internal inquiries found that he has inappropriately used military personnel for personal tasks, had a subordinate complete part of his cybersecurity training, and otherwise engaged in conduct that seemed seeded distrust in the ranks. Hey, you know, bring this, bring, bring that fucking specialist over here and tell him to do my cyber, like my uh, online cyber awareness course. So, a guard member who took Magram's mother shopping was quoted. <laughs> <laughs> was, was quoted in the report as saying she was particular. When I say particular, it had been at Whole Foods. It just took her a long time to decide what she wanted. A lot of comparison shopping amongst products. Magram had generally confirmed the members' accounts of running errands for him. According to the report, he said he believed that having subordinates give him rides to medical appointments was consistent with the Air Force's wingman concept. And <laughs> in, in which guard members look out for one another. <laughs> hey, specialist, come here. You're going to take me shopping. This is part of the wingman concept, but we look out for each other. So Magram, who you, who was once director of the Guard's air staff, is the fifth general to resign, retire, or be fired in the wake of scandals exposed by Times Investigations of the organization over the last four years. What the fuck? What's I going heard, on in California? I, yeah. I, what's going on in the California National Guard? If any of you guys are part of the uh, part of the California National Guard, tell us in the comments yeah, because I want to know. know. And we're back with a smoke pit. I am joined with Doc. We are your hosts for the Smoke Pit Podcast with Regiment. Um, glad to be here. Glad to have you guys Always. here watching us. If you don't know who we are, I'm Brock and this is Doc. And we are both moderators of Regiment. <laughs> and so, you know, a lot of stuff to talk about, Ooh. especially in the military world. And um, a lot of things coming up is that, so... The VA secretary actually mentioned us. Um, when they were Which is massive. It's huge. I'm going to try to find the video that was shared about this because this is kind of crazy. It's on Twitter. I, I know. That's where I'm going right now. Um, we were also featured in the American Legion magazine. Um, if you actually go to American Legion's uh, website here, which I'll, I'll give you the link to this so you can look at it too. Let me DM it to you. Yeah, slide in my DMs. A lot of big moves that Chris has been doing for Regiment right now. Um, you know, love love him or hate him. There's a lot of good things that are happening with Regiment right now. So let's actually. I want to talk about this real quick. Significantly. Um. So. The American Legion and our gaming initiative. So for those that don't know, we partnered with the American Legion to get involved with this gaming initiative thing, which was um, we, we did the gaming. We did the uh, American Legion convention in September. I was at that one. And 
basically we were we, paradox was there too and we were just they were just displaying all the pcs and stuff and this gaming initiative because the issue right now with legion posts is that it's it's the typical thing that you get with uh with the vfw the older crowd. yeah the older crowd you get the vfw the american legion um as much as we love our older vets they are nearing their end and yeah they're dying they're dying and because of this the american legion posts and the vfw posts are are dying as a result like uh, there's a post here by me there are six members left in the whole post. and they're usually bars and everything too so the that's the yeah. ones that are dying are the ones that aren't adapting as well right they're they're not adapting and that's that i actually have been when i go to my post meetings when i get a chance to go um i explain to them you know, the, the members, when we had the big post meeting about how, you know, what regiment is and like what we are doing with the, with the American Legion to get gaming, uh, gaming lounges put into posts. Yeah. And, um, majority is that they all love the idea because the intent is to get younger generation of veterans involved with, with the Legion posts, which is also good for them to, cause it, it also gets Legion posts are pretty community involved depending on the post. But for the most part, the American Legion is very community involved. And especially here in Kenosha. Oddly enough, Kenosha has a very strong American Legion post. Um, with very active members. And a decent number of younger ones, too. So, um, next time that the... Um, next time that the vice commander of the American Legion is in town, I'm going to do an interview with him. Pretty sick. I was supposed to do an interview with him last time, but because of class schedules, I wasn't able to do it. So I really want to get him onto the smoke pit to actually discuss things. You won't be involved with that one, unfortunately, because I'll have to go. I'll have to go mobile with it. I'm not going to be able to take my setup with me, so it's not going to be as elaborate as what I have here. Unfortunately, Perfect. sorry. It's just the nature of the beast, bruh. I can only do so much. But yeah, like this American Legion gaming initiative is to bridge that gap between the old heads and the new, you know, and I love it. Uh, with my yeah. post, I'm trying to figure out where we can put a, we can put a lounge because as of right now, the area they told me is a storage closet. <laughs> so I'm like, hang on, let me go back to the, the area is a storage closet. And I said, hey, this would be a perfect room for this. But all this shit's got to go. And they said, I don't know where you want to put that. And I was just like, I guess we could figure that out to come together, kind of figure out a better place to put this stuff. But if you want a gaming lounge in here, I can promise you nobody's going to want to come in here and hang out and play games and shoot the shit. And it's not going to feel like a lounge. You want it to feel like a cool area to come and hang out that isn't a bar, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, Unless people like want to go to bars, we have a bar at our post. That's the yeah, other thing. Of course. If, if they want to have drinks, they could they could get them and go into the lounge and, and drink and play games with each other. Yeah, like it's got to be a separate thing, right? Um, but the only issue is the fact that they're using it as a storage closet. It's a big room. It's a perfect room for a lounge. The only issue is getting that shit somewhere else that it's not in the way, that's is easy to get to if they need it again. Mm -hmm. And actually turning that area into an actual gaming lounge where it feels like people could come and hang out in there. No one's going to want to go in there and, and hang out on a couch that plays a couple of video games with a, maybe a couple game consoles. And then half of the room is taken up by extra flags and chairs and tables. Like random and, shit. You know, yeah. Random shit for the post. 
they're gonna feel like they just got thrown into a room and not like hey this was designed for you guys I'm going to have to talk to the post commander about what we can do <laughs> to improve that because there's a lot of potential for, for that to be a really good spot for it. Um, so yeah, but with the American Legion, we were featured in their magazine because of this gaming initiative. Let me show you guys. So while, Stan, while still in the Marine Corps, Chris Earl saw his comrades struggling as they re-entered civilian life. Connect. Let me zoom in more. Connected to many of them through the world of online gaming, Earl founded Regiment Gaming in 2020 to assist transitioning service members and also prepare for his own transition someday. Oh, man. It was it was that year. He was already getting out. Yeah, I know. Oh, uh, they were to prepare Chris for his own transition? Oh, congratulations. Yeah, he was already on, on his way out. <laughs> <laughs> you missed the joke that I had. Congratulations, Chris, what? on your transition. No, no. I, I got understood. Okay. Um, so his online video game community of veterans, active duty military, and their families is the largest of its kind in the nation, with a membership reaching approaching 20,000, which actually, what are we at right now? We're about 20,000. Are we? Yeah. Let me look. Uh, why? Hang on. Numbers uh, 19,230. Yeah, we're getting there. Um, so as it has grown, Regiment's relationship with the American Legion has also blossomed, starting with an online tournament collaboration in 2021. There was? Yes. I don't remember this. We've had a few tournaments, honestly. With the Legion? Yeah. They were like the main sponsor and everything. Oh, that's, oh yeah. I remember now. Okay. A lot has happened for with Regiment and and even with me in that time frame that I just don't remember this shit. That I forget a lot of the because we do we do a lot of the same things. Yeah, we do continuously, obviously, and I forget the timelines so many times. So that was followed by Regiment manning our PC gaming stations uh, for three days during the Legion's national convention in Milwaukee last August. Was it August? I thought it was September. That sounds about right. There, yeah, I was at that one too. There were their members of the regiment and employees of Paradox Customs, which specialize in custom computer setups, providing gaming stations. Look at Paradox on their way up too, man. Did you order something? Oh, I was wondering what Todd was barking at. Interacted with American Legion family members of all ages. The convention also gave Earl and others from regiment an opportunity to encourage legionnaires to consider setting up similar stations and their local posts as a way to reach younger veterans through gaming. I, I, I'm proud to say that I was there for this. I would have been. I was one of these members in question. Regiment and Paradox even teamed up to give away a $3,000 gaming PC in a drawing at the National Convention. The winner was Tom Hicks, commander of the American Legion Department of West Virginia and Post 3 in Moundsville. We like to have these Moundsville. Uh, you know what that is? No, I just like the name Moundsville. We like to have these gaming stations and posts across the country to target the younger demographic of veterans, says Earl, a member of Legion's Department of California. Oh, was that a... That was Andre, I think. With all peripherals and gaming equipment, a four-PC setup costs less than $10,000. It's easy to monetize gaming and make this money back. A lot of post-9-11 veterans are definitely going to come into these posts. And that is true. A lot of the post-9-11 vets will want to do that because the biggest issue that I've had 
that I had heard from other members, even ones in our post and ones outside, when actually talking to other Legionnaires about this, was that a lot of the older posts are reluctant to change. And because significant. and a lot of the younger veterans that go into these posts, they, they go in there and they don't feel welcome. And it sucks because the one thing that the veteran community needs is each other because that's all we have. And because of that, you know, Legion posted stuff because they get involved with the community and it's a place for guys to come hang out, you know, go to the posts and make gaming setups to where they could go there and feel like it's a place to come and hang out with their buddies and they could talk about game lore of whatever game they like, you know, compete with other posts, all these other stuff that they could do that's outside of just let's hang out at the bar and trade ward stories because that's what the Legion and the VFW are mostly unfortunately known for it's just a bunch of old crusty vets bitching about life and drinking beer and and I mean, that's what most vets do regardless though in a way yes but with this this changes that a lot because it gives them something else to talk about where they don't have to you know talk about their best friend that got shot or talk yeah. about you know the stupid shit at home or how hard life is outside you know i think it creates that avenue of conversation opening and being able to build some something with someone yeah and you're just random like if people don't realize the the amount of random shit that you'll talk about with people while online video gaming whether you actually know them or not or you've just been playing with them for a while like right. it just you're just randomly talking while you guys are gaming and then that can get into life issues war stories other game stuff but you're just talking yeah, you're you're interacting with other people, and the biggest. But it starts with something. You're not just going into there, and you're like, "Well, I don't know where to start now," because there's no premise of starting conversation. It's just we're both in here having some beers, and like, now what? And the, that's the one thing I like about Regiment and the Amer and like this whole idea with the American Legion is that there's a lot of members, especially in Regiment and all these other posts, that they have access to resources to get you things that you need for like your benefits or finding a job, stuff like that. Like the issues mm -hmm. that we have when we get out is figuring out what the fuck we're going to do afterwards, you know? Mm -hmm. And where do we fit in? The transition is rough because civilian life is different from military life because there's less structure and you're completely left to fend for yourself and you have no idea what to do next. Older people kind of have, the people the I've noticed the people that join the military later in life don't have this issue when they get out because they have lived the civilian life before the military life to the point yeah. where oh now I have the tools that I need to do something else. Yeah, so it's a little bit easier for them. I mean, it's still hard. Don't get me wrong, because I I was one of those people that joined later than you know after high school. I was in my early twenties, almost mid twenties when I joined, and. When I got out, I had an idea of when I was getting out, what I want to do. I'm like, I have all these benefits at my disposal. What can I use them for? Hmm. Unfortunately, I picked the the wrong the wrong career path. Uh, I wish I would have used my GI Bill for what I'm doing now. I would be in a much different situation. But even I still, mean, aren't you using your GI Bill? I am now, yeah. But I wish I would have done it huh. sooner because I would have had a, head, a more of a head start. You know, oh, yeah, say. Yeah. that way I didn't waste f several years trying to get into something that wasn't going to work. What is blaming on your ex? It's your fault. Partially kind of, but the other part was I had a different idea of the career that I was going into. <laughs> um, 
one of the biggest things that everyone was recommending that is I get into IT, but me being me, I was, I was in an airborne infantry unit. I didn't want to go fucking work a desk job. Although I didn't really understand that IT is not a normal desk job anymore. And even more so after COVID, but even before it's not like that at all. I hear about IT places that are in the area where their work environment is basically just a fucking hangout where dudes just were not dudes, but everybody in the IT department, most of their day is spent being nerds. You know, they're being like how we would normally be like gamers. They're all gamers. Every yeah, single they're one all of fucking them. coding and shit. And it's like on top of work stuff, they use like their knowledge from modding games and use it towards work. And in the stuff that you learn from working, you learn to mod games and stuff and like tie that into hobbies to make mm -hmm. it, you know, like you have a cool idea, but it won't, you, you can't exercise that idea at work, but you have the knowledge from the, from your work to implement that in your hobby. So a lot of it people have, it's not like office space or anything like that. It's not some cubicle. I'm trapped in a cubicle type job. No, most of these it jobs are actually, pretty chilled out jobs and they pay really well because you're you are someone that does something that most people at your company can't do and because of that you're you're an invaluable asset and they will pay you for it you know just don't be a, an asshole and delete everyone if you lose your job but um <laughs> if you know you know if you know you know and if you don't you don't need to um so, yeah, that's why I like this. Let's continue. So, Earl has seen firsthand the difference uh, regiment has made in members' lives, both virtually and in person. Barbecue sponsored by the Legion in Cincinnati last August. Regiment members traveled from as far away as California to meet fellow gamers in person for the first time. Surreal, he says at the event. I've only known a good amount. Of, I've only I've known a good amount of people these days online. Played video games with them for months, a couple of them for several years, and it's like, wow, that's what he looks like. <laughs> it's funny you know john john was telling me at our last staff meeting i actually had my camera on this time he's like dude that's what you look like i'm like what the fuck you mean that's what i look like and he's like i've never seen you before i'm like i'm in front of a camera all the time how have you never seen what i look like almost Please. all the all the meetings that i have with the with the stream team uh, my camera's on all the staff meeting my camera's on you know it's now, granted, I can't really go to them now because of school, because it's right in the middle of class. But when I was able to go to the meetings all the time, my camera is always on. Plus, I'm I have two podcasts and I stream. How have you not? I'm on the stream team. Your wife was also on the stream team. You were in the stream team Discord channel for months. You how how have you not seen what I look like? But he's like, dude, I didn't even know you looked like that. I'm like. I don't even know how you didn't know what I looked like. But anyway, that was completely squirrel moment there. It's like we never have any of those. When no, we don't. Among the veteran gamers at the barbecue was Adriana Whiskey. Oh, Whiskey got mentioned in this, huh? <laughs> Wait, Ooh, look at her. Wasn't this when she got really fucking hammered? I mean, she's a Marine. So oh, that was Texas. Never mind. That uh, could was, be us. That's what Whiskey's name is, Adriana? Apparently. I didn't know that. We do now. She's only twenty one. Yes, they're well, they're all really young. Man. Like Chris was twenty one when he started regiment. Damn whiskey! I didn't know you were that young. I also didn't know your name was Adriana. 
Too um, bad it's not Chechik. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> Regiment's content director of and resident of Eaton, Ohio. When I first got out of the Marine Corps in 21, I was so lost, she says. Going from having the Marine Corps be my everything to a new town I'd never been a part of. I didn't have any friends. Regiment found me, and now it's like I have a home and a family. Bennett's description of... Bennett, um, whiskey's... I'm not going to say Bennett. I'm just going to say whiskey's description of <laughs> Regiment means that her matches... Uh, means to her matches that of Andrew Oakley Wiley. Oakley! Who served in the Army from 08 to 2012. He got out after I got in and deployed to Iraq in 09. A professional photographer in Los Angeles, Wiley, says that being part of Regiment's community has been therapeutic for him and probably others too. <laughs> professional photographer. Is he really? The photography business? I mean, it's it's in a news article. I thought he so. worked. I thought he was an X-ray tech, or like he like a technician on X-ray machines for dentists. Maybe he does multiple things. I'm a veteran and didn't have to shoot anybody or get blown up. Wiley says we dealt with our fair share of crap, but I feel my deployment was super light, and even just the effects of that deployment, like I have on someone's mindset, is nutty. For what this does for me, it hits me in my heart and head every day, and I will spend. With these guys on Discord, a free communications app. Oh, we don't. We know what Discord is. And at events. So when it comes to someone who has seen a lot more during deployment, I couldn't even put a value of what this does for mental health. You talk to anybody on here, they're knowledgeable and what it takes to survive. And Blackjack got mentioned in this too. Last year, Regiment Gaming VA Officer Tanner Blackjack Yackley teamed up with American Legion Department of Minnesota uh, Service Officer Jeremy Wolfsteller of the VA Assistance Workshop stem through tw stream through Twitch. Yep, I remember that Twitch stream. Yakley, who attended Regiment Barbecue, says that gaming strengthens the bond he shares with other veterans, as well as giving him a way to deal with the after effects of his service. When you're part of the military, whether you realize it or not, you're part of a brotherhood, he says. You go through things together, and most people will never even imagine events like this where you can put face with the game tag, it's such a fantastic thing. It really is. 100%. That's I why I love whenever I see the, the regiment guys out at the IW hikes, uh, especially if I haven't seen them before. Before, Like, if I know their gamer tag, because there's, you know, there's almost 20,000 people, if I recognize their gamer tag, I'm like, oh, dude, hell yeah, we got you to touch some grass. Let's fucking go. The hikes, that's the other thing. The hikes are extremely important. I'm proud to say that I was the first regiment you know, swag wearer. I wore my, I had my flag and shit on the, I was the first one to bring regiment swag on a hike. And grunt style. <laughs> at and, the same time. style at the same time. <laughs> Granted, that one was a bit different. I carried a large life-size cutout of fucking Tim. And I got a gift card out of it. So hell yeah. Good, good times. So yeah, the American Legion magazine featured us and it's pretty awesome. Pretty Pretty fucking awesome. It's crazy to think that it's only been a few years. And it's it's been a drastic growth period just in the past couple of years. Yeah, I know. Where, well, I think we've kind of steadied out in a sense to where it feels normal of the advancements we're getting. But there was a period where I was like, holy shit, we're massive out of nowhere. Yeah, Part I, of it was almost because of, I think honestly because of TikTok. Like we had some massively viral TikToks that came through when we had a flood. Because I remember it was a huge deal for us when we finally surpassed the MVG. 
It we started growing before that though. And yeah, significantly. There was, but when we when we passed up NVG, that was huge for us because they're like the only other one that people have ever heard of for gaming when in terms of veterans. And now we're the main one. Um yeah, I'm trying to I'm actually trying to think of what was the event that exploded for us? There was something. I mean, it was, I know TikTok. There was a lot of, there was at least four TikTok videos. It was, more, TikTok it was before videos. the TikTok. I know that. We, we gained thousands in a short amount of time, and it wasn't because of TikTok. It was something else, and I can't think off the top of my head of what it was. I can't remember what it was. It's probably like a tournament or something that we did. It had to have been a tournament or a giveaway. Well, the giveaway is always, we get random people that come in and then end up I know. disappearing. I don't remember exactly what it was that prompted an influx of of members the way it did. Yeah, I can't truly remember. And even the it, it, here's the other weird thing, it, even how big that we actually have become, there's still a lot of veterans that don't even know who Regiment is, never even heard of it. Yeah, well, I mean, so if they're not really into gaming, let alone know what Discord is. No, I'm talking I'm about sure younger talk, younger ones that are gamers. They've never oh, even yeah. heard of it. And I'm surprised by that because, <clears throat> then again, being part of Regiment for as long as, I, as we have, it's just, it's more than familiar for us. Hmm. So it's kind of surprising that, you know, and oddly enough, before you told me about Regiment, I had heard about it and I was already a member. And it wasn't even... It was like a couple hundred members. It wasn't even like that big. But I didn't tell you about regiment. We met through regiment. I know. I said you. You told me you asked me about regiment after I had already been in it. So when you I couldn't you, ask. you you discovered you like ever heard of regiment? I said yeah. I'm, I think I'm in it. I came to your stream from regiment. Was it from regiment? Because you were. It was Lana. Yeah. You were. There were you made a post about you're going to be in drag. Oh. So and I was like. I'm gonna definitely be there. Your curiosity got the better of you, huh? And now look I was where like, you are, dude. I was I wasn't doing anything that day, and I was like, this sounds hilarious. And now here you are, you're hanging out, <laughs> you're fucking right. doing videos with me. So yeah, some big news for the American Legion and us. It's pretty awesome. I mean, that's to see. that's a great example though of like just one of the examples of how regiment has impacted two of us. We just happen to live. Literally 30 minutes from each other. And and he discovered me through the regiment, you know, promotion channel and just happened to say, oh, wait, where do you live? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm stationed at Great Lakes Naval Base. And I said, oh, shit, that's like 30 minutes from my house. And here we are. Here we are. We met up for, met up for beers and then, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty dope. Pretty dope. Yeah, he, he put out that night. It was a good time. Regiment in this podcast is also proudly partnered with StackUp. StackUp is another military gaming organization. The one thing different, though, is that they focus mostly on the mental health of veterans as well as the betterment of veterans alike. One of the programs that StackUp has is their STOP, or Overwatch program, which is a 24-7 crisis support line for veterans. The thing that sets StackUp's Overwatch program above all other crisis support lines, including the VAs, is the fact that this 24-7 crisis line is operated by trained veterans. So when a veteran calls in in crisis, they're not just talking to a random person. They themselves are talking to a vet that has also gone through something similar and can relate to the situation. 
Their trained staff in this Overwatch program will help a veteran find the resources that they need to find help. And if the person just wants somebody to talk to, the Overwatch program is great for that too. Another cool thing that the Overwatch program does is that you don't have to sit there and talk on the phone with somebody. If you feel comfortable just doing DMs, they can definitely do that too. Another really cool thing that StackUp has is their air assaults. Air assaults are where they'll take a veteran and fly them to conventions all over the country. This includes TwitchCon, Comic-Con, anywhere in the U.S., all expenses paid. And if a convention happens to be somewhere out west in California, StackUp has what's called a Failings House, which is essentially a gaming lounge for all veterans to just go to. StackUp will definitely hook you up with that. They have pool tables, hot tubs, and just a place to stay if you're out west. It's pretty cool. Another thing that StackUp has is their supply crates. Now, what they'll do is they'll take gaming equipment, gaming consoles, and other cool swag and send it to either a veteran in need or a unit somewhere deployed or a unit that needs it. This is a great way to keep veterans connected and boost the morale of the veterans that need it. Every year, StackUp has a charity called the Call to Arms. The Call to Arms charity is to help StackUp raise the funds they need for all the awesome programs that they have. Last year alone, they raised $625,000, and all of that money goes to keeping these programs going to help other veterans that need it. If you're looking to donate, we have the donation link down in the bio. But if not, go ahead and spread the word of this awesome charity and head on over to stackup.org and check them all out. That's stackup.org and tell them Regiment sent you. So, um, let's actually talk about some fucking wild stories in the military world for all of us that are still in. It's not me, but it is you. Uh, sadly. Super sad. Super, super sad. It's like an abusive relationship. I get so, some bomb sex every now and again, but it's usually just abuse. So, this isn't a military article, but this is a gaming-related article, <laughs> and one that I did not expect to actually happen. There was a lot of talks about it before, but not to this level. So esports is coming to the Olympics. Which is kind of mind-boggling to me. It is super mind-boggling. Does this mean we're athletes? It's apparently. So so now that the esports is and gaming is coming to the Olympics, does that make us athletes now? I think it's a my wife says no. Yes, athlete. it does. Definitely a different category. Honey, how's it feel? How does it feel knowing that you're married to an athlete? She's about to go break out the fucking scale and be like, tell me. We already me broke out the scale today, okay? You broke the scale today? Is that what you're saying? We already broke out the scale today. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, I gain weight. <laughs> Fuck you. That's called comfort weight. That's what that is. I know. You ever notice? I actually made this this observation the other day. I said, I actually, I told Alicia this. You ever notice that when you were happy and things are going good, like you just gain weight? And that's where the term fat and happy comes from. Yes. And then when you're depressed and sad, you just become in the best shape of your life. Well, that you could also get really fat in it, that situation. It, it as could well. go one or two ways, but typically when people are in good shape, they are not happy with them with life. And people that are typically happy with life are just fat. Like they just get fat like me. You make me so happy that I put weight on. She's fattening you up so you can't run away. It's not your fault. Is that what you said? <laughs> Does she cook? Yeah. It's her fault. <laughs> <laughs> he said he says, Does she cook? I said, Yeah. Then it's her fault. Then, you cook. then I cook more. That's what she says. 
<laughs> You're about to be living off a microwave now. I can cook. I love your food, though. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest issue is I don't eat enough. That's why I gain a lot of weight. I eat, like, throughout the day, but not in the way I should. A couple meals. Yeah, I should. I really should eat more. That's that's honestly the biggest reason. Anyway. I'm just eating too much. We're getting off track here. So, IOC announces Olympic IOC announces Olympic Esports Series 2023 with winners to be crowned at, at live finals <laughs> in Singapore from 22 to 25 June. Uh, today, the International Olympic Committee has announced details of the Olympic Esports Series 2023, a global virtual and simulated sports competition created by the IOC. Oh, wait. This isn't like... They're playing Valorant and shit. No, they're playing... Virtual versions. They're playing virtual versions of sports. That's dumb. Tic Tac Bow. This is hilarious. The initially confirmed featured games across nine sports are archery, World Archery Federation, Tic Tac Bow, baseball, World Baseball, Softball Confederation, WBSC, E Baseball, and Power Pros. Chess, International Chess Federation, chess.com. <laughs> Cycling. UCI Zwift. What are they going to be on? Like a Peloton? They, they are we going to have like Wii Sports a part of the fucking Olympics? Motorsport Federation. Imagine Europe. watching this. Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo. That that's a game we know. Um, here's sailing. World sailing virtual regatta. How do how do you do vert? How do you do a sailing? You're going to play Sea of Thieves. Uh, Taekwondo. That's a. I really wonder about that one. World Taekwondo, virtual Taekwondo. How do you do virtual Taekwondo? Uh, that's like playing. Isn't that basic? Isn't that just Taekwondo at that point? Yeah, but like your opponent is on the video game, with, so it's like with a mask on. I don't understand. Is it VR Taekwondo? But at that point, you're like not actually taking the blows. I don't understand. That's about the only thing work. I can tell because you've got to be like doing the moves, right? So the Olympic Esports Series 2023 <laughs> begins today. Both professional and amateur players from around the world are invited to take part in qualification rounds uh, across a host of featured games. The Olympic Esports Series 2023 will culminate in live, in-person finals for the first time, with players having an opportunity to progress to the Olympic Esports Finals 2023. Uh, Taking place at Singapore's uh, SunTech Center from 22 to 25 June, the finals... Action will be highlighted the recently announced Olympic Esports Week of 2023. Coming together in Singapore for this unique competition, the players will compete in front of the fans for the prestigious title of Olympic Esports Series winner. A thrilling finals action will be uh, streamed globally across Olympics.com and Olympic social channels. Of course, they're gonna you can only watch it there. It's not going to be streamed on anything else. Which doesn't make sense. Nobody's going to go to see video game style sports. Ah, I don't know. I think they should expand it. I understand because it's Olympics, it's got to be Olympics.com, but because of the premise of what it is, they I feel like they should expand it. Yeah, they should, but it's the Olympics. And the other thing is the the, the sports that they're doing for their eSports shit is... There's a, 
They're I, actual sports. They're actual sports. Like, why would you? No one wants to watch someone play Taekwondo video game. <laughs> no, Imagine you, these. These are going to be people that think they're going to be super good at these things, and they're going to hold themselves to the same level of prestige as someone that's super good actually fucking doing see, it. The only one that I can actually see gaining a lot of viewership is the Gran Turismo one. Because it's a racing simulator. And a lot of people, I mean, chess, a lot of people stream chess. that. You know, chess, chess is one. Th- I honestly, virtual chess to me just seems dumb. I'd rather do chess. In, I'd rather see a chess game in person because the, the intensity is there. An esports chess game, no one wants to watch that shit. No one wants to watch the yeah. guys guy sitting on camera clicking his moves. <laughs> no, you want to watch the guy sit there staring at the chessboard and his opponents across from him, and they they could they could fake him out and they can intimidate and like basically just their present the the presence of your opponent is another factor that isn't there in virtual chess. The only thing, like I said, the only esports game I could see happening that would be worth a shit is the Gran Turismo one and the bow one. The bow one is weird. What are you going to do? You're going to be at the, you're going to be like a Joe Rogan's bow simulator room and just shooting a (laughs) fucking bow at a, at a projector screen. Yeah. You hit there. I don't get it. I don't get it. Some of these, it's, they were like, Oh, esports. So actual sports that you could play in a video game. No man, not like that. People are thinking Valorant. Apex or something, some shit like that. Or more like Valorant, like CSGO, maybe Rainbow Six Siege. Well, those all have their own. They do have their own esports, but when people were saying esports should be an Olympic sport too, no one was thinking Taekwondo the video game. Part of me thinks, part of me gets it though, because the Olympics are all sports, right? They're athletic events. So to bring that virtually, it somewhat makes sense that it's just virtual versions of these. Yes, but it's just weird. Th- that's the Olympic Commission being out of touch of what people were asking. I think it's, it's like I, I get it. I, but I it think, still feel, th- it feels weird. I think heavily it is that like the Olympic Commission had no idea of what people were really asking and said, "Yeah, we could bring a sports in the, in the Olympics." And then it actually ended up being actual Olympic events, like fucking skiing or... Budget practicing for all these. <laughs> I imagine it would be the dumbest shit in the world. <laughs> okay. Practicing my skill, mom. Practicing my skills, mom. I'm an Olympic athlete. I'm an Olympic athlete. Your son is going to win a gold medal. We're about to see the fattest people in the Olympics ever for this. Style of competition. I think I'm going to watch it out of just pure curiosity just to see what this is. This entails because they can't be. It can't be great. That's what I'm going to be the most unathletic athletes of all time. All right. So we're going to talk about some issues with SF-86 and other sensitive data exposed in the U.S. military email spill. So for those that don't know what an SF-86 is, it's the form that all of your stuff is done for your security clearance right so your background if you have foreign family members your college literally everything you could possibly think of is on those fucking forms it's a lot of sensitive shit a lot of sensitive personal shit it's not like locations of bases and and assets and shit so the u.s department of defense 
discovered over the weekend that one of their servers was sharing U.S. military emails out on the open internet for the past two weeks, according Ooh. to the tech, tech crunch. How do you not see that? How, how, I don't how know. does nobody know this? A missing password was the culprit for the server hosting the Microsoft Azure government cloud used for DOD customers. U.S. Special Operations Command and other DOD customers were impacted by this oversight. Anyone who might know the IP address for the sensitive mailbox data was able to access it for the past two weeks. It's funny because someone just happened to find it and it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't, they knew it was going on. Um, secretary, <laughs> security researcher, Anurag uh, Sen discovered this oversight this past weekend, reaching out to TechCrunch, who in turn alerted the U.S. government. Said, "I wonder how he found it." Uh, SF eighty six maybe that's part of his job to so, find inaccuracies or vulnerabilities. So the impacted server did not hold classified information. However, mm. internal military email messages and other sensitive information was exposed. But it wasn't. It wouldn't be a data breach or a system oversight without an SF-86 being impacted. Clearance holders are all familiar with a long questionnaire that holds previous addresses, information about relatives, social security number, and much, much more. It's information that no one wants shared with hackers or foreign adversaries. OPM just fin finished paying out checks to impact the clearance holders from their infamous data breaches when they still had the keys to the personal vetting kingdom. SOCOM confirmed server issue. According to the TechCrunch, they contacted U.S. SOCOM <clears throat> on Saturday morning during a U.S. holiday weekend about the exposed server. It wasn't secured Sunday until Monday afternoon when reached by email, a senior Pentagon official confirmed that had passed details of the exposed server to U.S. SOCOM. The server was inaccessible soon after. U.S. SOCOM confirmed no one hacked their information systems and it's not known or confirmed if anyone discovered the exposed data, which they did because oh, someone, yeah. someone else did. They just had integrity, you know, and they know it's not known or confirmed if anyone discovered the data. So that means we have no fucking idea. No clue. If Who someone, has this information? If the wrong people had that information or not. It just so happened. The person that brought it to their attention was not a bad person and that was pure luck because who for knows that instance. yeah for anyone that. else that had access to it they're just like two wow weeks. it's crazy which two nobody weeks. has nobody even knows for two weeks that shit sat out in the open and it's a long fucking time it's a long time and for f someone to just happen to stumble across it i'm curious to how they stumbled across it because if they might have been their job it had to have been their job it had to have been so no word from the DOD if they have the capabilities to determine how much of the information was accessed by outsiders. So they have no way of knowing. Humans play a key role in cybersecurity. Forgotten passwords or misconfigurations in the system resulting in a missing server password can be the difference between giving our adversaries our information or making them work for it. True. Some. So it sounds to me they're trying to make it seem like it's okay, nothing happened, nobody's got nothing. any See information. Here, everything's fine. It was there. They could have gotten it. We don't know who got it, but, you know, when it's not confirmed that anybody has it, I'm like, that don't mean shit. No. It's – that in two weeks is a long time. Long time. Did you see that it says they, they sent – they just finished paying out the checks to the clearance holders with their data breaches? So that's just like, hey, here's the check. We're sorry. Now the that, rest no, that of was, your information so is out. That was not for the same one. That was a complete different data breach. 
That was an actual like breach of like an actual breach attempt. Uh, so it's a reference of a, a different one that they're yeah, talking about. Yeah, they're referencing a different situation. <clears throat> this one just. But regardless, that th that one they knew people's information got got exposed. This one was or got exposed and and taken because someone was actively going for it. Where this one just so happened to be out in the open, and they have no idea or any way yeah, to tell I, you if any. I feel like this is worse. Oh, it is worse. There's no way. Because it's see. not. We're not gonna have any idea until things happen down the road, and they're gonna be like, "How did they get this information?" And we have to remember who opened fifty credit cards in my name, <laughs> and why is it all in China? You know, I had, I had a, I had to put a thing on my credit. Oh my god! Uh, Speaking of China, a few months ago, again. China or Taiwan? China. Or soon to be China, I guess. Hang on. I think China is a part of our next article. They were one of the countries in our next article, I think. Um. So you guys remember the fucking UFOs that kept getting shot down? Which time? So the recent ones where they shot down. So it wasn't the Chinese balloon. I heard there was more balloons too. There were, but it, the, the the thing was that the DOD could not tell what they actually were. They and no one claimed them because those two balloon, the Chinese balloons, China admitted that those were theirs. But there was another one that was shot down <clears throat> over Canada. That no one knew what the fuck these were. We're just going back to the fucking 40s doing balloon warfare? Or like the Pretty 1800s? Much, yeah. It's, let's see. I'm trying to find the actual article for this. I could tell you. Essentially, the balloon, the thing that was shot down was not a spy balloon. But in, actu in all actuality, it was a elementary school science project. <laughs> Glorious. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hang on. The Chinese are spying on them. No, Timmy's just launching a balloon into the air. Okay. It belongs to little Timmy. So... Let's actually talk about this before we get into the War Thunder thing. I'm going to send you the article here. Sweet. So, during the whole balloon gate... You didn't send it to me. I'm currently sending it to you right now. <laughs> so, Illinois... Balloon gate? So, Illinois Science Club balloon may have been shot down. You ever notice that everything has a gate on the end of it when it's a scandal now? I, I, I just made that up. So the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade is a hobby club with a couple dozen members, some adults, some children, who like to watch balloons circle the globe. For $12 <laughs> a piece, they buy balloons from a California manufacturer, rig them with radio transmitters, and send them skyward. Aviation Week reported one of their projects had circled the globe seven times. But the U.S. Air Force may have this group of land Lincoln nerds in its crosshairs. It seems one of the club's projects disappeared off the coast of Alaska in the same day the U.S. government announced shooting down an unknown object in the same area. Pentagon spokesperson Brigadier General Pat Ryder told reports that the object had been traveling at an altitude of 40,000 feet and was about the size of a car. 
but they didn't know what the object was, its origin or purpose. President Joe Biden ordered it to be shot down. So a $216 million F-22 jet loaded with a $433,000 missile was sent to intercept the object and send it crashing into the earth. When I read this, I couldn't help but wonder, why are we shooting at things if we don't know what they are? A lot of reasons. Article writer, a lot of reasons. It would be like if I saw something run across my backyard in the middle of the night and I pulled my gun and started blasting away. It's so not- I started blasting. So I started blasting. So each time the Pentagon reported not knowing what they destroyed, if you're going to fire a $433,000 missile at something, shouldn't you at least find out what it is first? For the price of those three missiles, we could have bought more than 338,000 school lunches. Uh, we're going to actually do a breakdown of this. Is this what this turned into? <laughs> it's a very opinionated article. So, of course, or a swaying article, I should say, if anything. So, of course, what launched this stratospheric level of stupidity is the previous week, Chinese balloon carrying a payload the size of two school buses was allowed to drift across the continental U.S. The Pentagon said it was a spy balloon. China says it was an off-course weather balloon. Uh, Republicans of Congress were quick to condemn Biden for, uh, obviously, yeah. Pieces of it are still being pulled from the ocean. But in all seriousness, uh, so we're going to, this is all a, Fucking the uh, the the you know everyone's saying things. I'm I here. I fucking love science. It's pretty good. <clears throat> so in recent weeks, four objects have been <laughs> shot down by the U.S. While the U.S. is adamant the first balloon is a spy balloon belonging to China, it isn't sure about the other three. Le- a leading explanation so far, currently being investigated by U.S. intelligence, is that these could be balloons that were simply tied to commercial research entities for therefore. Benign. So they shot down a bunch of science projects. <clears throat> meanwhile, That's not what they all are. Meanwhile, one of the bottle cap balloon brigade balloons was gone missing, and the group's silver coated Pico balloon was reported its position off the west coast of Alaska <clears throat> at eleven thousand eight hundred fifty nine meters, or almost Pico. forty thousand feet. A forecasting tool based on a model from the National Oceanic Atmospheric <clears throat> Administration predicts that the cylindrical balloon would have been in the same area as one of the objects that was spotted and shot down. <clears throat> the U.S. has not yet recovered debris from the objects in Alaska and is not likely it will be found anytime soon. The objects in Alaska and Canada are pretty remote terrain, ice, wilderness, and all of that, making it difficult to find them in winter weather. The hobbyist balloon group came forward as a possible candidate for the object, noting that similar location and lost, that it lost contact. However, they stressed that no physical evidence has yet been found to know either way. So the balloon that we shot down, spent all that money to shoot down, was a science fair project. I'm shooting down every balloon I see. Go team. Imagine when the next parade that happens, we're going to lose our fucking mind. It's also kind of funny that the only confirmed kills that the F-22 has is a fucking balloon. (laughs) Speaking of shooting things down with airplanes. I guess we'll find out in this next fucking article. Yeah. So it's no secret. So over we've covered this on, on the other podcast about war thunder players. Oh no, that was a tanks ones. No, it was still war thunder. Was it? I thought it was World of Tanks. It was War Thunder, but War Thunder has tanks, boats, aircrafts, all of it. Okay. But the discussion for that one was tanks. So you had tank officers arguing with each other on an online forum for War Thunder on their Reddit. 
And then talking about inaccuracies and, and shit about the tanks in the game to the real life tanks. And they were showing the actual books of these tanks showing the sensitive manuals and shit, all the manuals and stuff about the schematics of these tanks and shit. And the, the actual creators of war thunder had to shut it down because they're like, Hey, we don't, you're not supposed to be sharing this stuff. This is secret information. It's classified. Imagine, imagine the amount of information that this one company has. Oh. Just off of moments like this. But the thing from is, multiple countries. All these people, the people that make these games have experience with these things and are historian. They, they love this, the history of a lot of these vehicles and aircraft mm. and shit. So they, they try to be accurate with it. And it's all for that reason. It hasn't, but the, when the sensitive information comes about, they don't talk about. They don't talk about. It. They just implement it in the game and just kind of like you know make it a feature that they know about personally, but they're not going to tell everybody else about it. You know, yeah. But this is so many times this has happened in War Thunder, and it's a problem. So we're going to talk about it. War Thunder players are once again posting military documents and forums. Opsec, opsec. Stop sharing classified information for the love of God. These are people that just click through their OPSEC training. They didn't actually do it. So you may, you, you may remember one of the funniest stories of 22 is that uh, players of War Thunder, an, an arcade online shooter featuring real military vehicles, just kept on posting military documents in the game's forums. Not acts of espionage, but to win arguments about specs. I'm incredibly happy to report that this is shaping up to be one of 2023's funniest stories as well. <laughs> the last time we checked on any of these guys, it was some tank players who, despite a ban at ban after ban, kept on sharing detailed classified information on currently operational main battle tanks and their armaments. This week, we've seen a similar thing happen, only now it's about fighter aircraft. As massively OP report earlier this week, a player shared military documents related to the F-16 fighter jet in order to win an argument. The problem is that those documents, while not designed as classified military documentation like the tank guy stuff, was still restricted material. <clears throat> Under the jurisdiction of the International Traffic and Arms Regulations, the State Department Enforcement Law that limits disclosure of transmission of U.S. weapons data and information to foreign individuals, including distribution on the Internet. So not classified but still not the kind of thing you want to be posting a vi posting in a video game forum. All right. Then, just a day... I, there was more! Then, just a day later, someone else was at it again. This time, a different user posted excerpts from over a dozen weapon system manuals for the F-15 Echo. Again, these weren't classified. Indeed, they were for systems old enough that they had been declassified. But like I've already said, just because something isn't classified doesn't mean you should freely post it on the internet. So, granted, this wasn't classified, right? But the yeah. fact is, the F-16 is still in operation, but people are still posting, like, relatively sensitive information about aircraft and all this shit to a public forum. It's the first thing they teach you. When they teach you anything in the military, and they give you a, a manual or a handbook, hey, this information is not to be shared with anybody outside of your MOS. Or Just wait until we get a submarine game. Oh my god, I don't th I think that I hope they they don't do that. I'm sure I think subs are in War Thunder. Are they? Mhm. Mm 
But the thing is, subs are <clears throat> so heavily classified. Oh yeah. I can I, I hope. No, I don't. Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I hope. I hope some idiot will be like try to ar- win an argument by posting classified submarine documents. Oh, dude, they're going <laughs> down. They'll, they will go to jail. So hard. They will go to jail. No questions asked. It won't be like the tank thing where they just get in trouble. No, they will go to jail. Like that is you're talking about a nuclear sub. Fuck no, kid. You're going to jail. Especially if it's U.S. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and you're, you're going like, down so hard. If it was an uh, like another country that's not an ally to us, they'd probably be killed. All of this to win an argument. Like I know these specs. This is incorrect. So, I mean, the people that do this kind of shit are meme worthy, but no one's meme worthy like the Navy is. I specifically remember the last time we covered this. It was about the speed and angle of the turret for the tank. Yeah, it, that's what it was. It it was. The guy was bitching about the speed of the turret and the angle of the turret not being and accurate it was to the so game. Minuscule. And, it, and, it, and, and the guy ended up leak, like showing classified documents about the turret of the tank just to win the argument. And it was like, yeah. like you really, it's not that serious, man. Who cares? I saw Angry Cops cover this recently, and it was so hilarious. Um, you know what else is hilarious is the Navy. That's true. I Dude, live it every day. The fucking Navy is probably one of the most meme-worthy branches besides the Space Force. I mean, we're the also, I'm pretty sure, the fattest branch. Probably. I mean... In a sense, it makes sense, though, because when you think about being on ship and out in the ocean, with is, at least from those that may know, the op, the op operational... Tempo? Yeah, the op tempo. I don't know why Operation, I that. Operational environment, you mean? Yeah, it's so intense all the time that you barely have time to fucking do laundry, let alone work out. And then the space to work out is laughable. So you can't truly work out that much. Unless or that you're on often. an aircraft carrier, which even then is probably pushing it, where you do have some space. <clears throat> There's gyms on almost every ship. It's just they're, they're not the greatest. It's not the best space either. And then there's, you usually just don't have time. And... That's one of the reasons why the Navy is like the fattest branch is because everyone on ship just you just don't have fucking time. No, you the don't. people that are on shore duty are usually the ones that are the <laughs> fittest. In the corpsman world, it's the opposite. If we're on shore duty, we're the fattest because we'd rather be operational. So let's watch. Let's look at this. The Navy to forgive past fitness test failures in move to keep up to fifteen hundred sailors from getting kicked out of the Navy. All right, let's dive into this, you fat yeah, Retention. Retention issues, man. Retention's so bad that we're going to bend the rules of PT so that we could keep you from getting kicked out. So the Navy... It's not, the it's Na- not enough that there's only been one for the past, like, three years now. I know. Per year. Yeah. So the Navy says it will forgive past fitness test failures for its sailors just as part of the broader effort to step up recruitment and retention efforts. The move is one of the several weeks in the service's physical fitness rules that leaders hope will help keep sailors in uniform or let, or at least getting them new ones because they can't fit in the ones that they had before. And I feel attacked. <clears throat> Why is it you? Dude, I haven't fit in my original uniforms in years. See, guys? Like, like my boot camp uniform? Bro, I would have to lose like 40 pounds for that shit. Oh, dude, okay, so 
<clears throat> when I got out of basic training, my dress uniform, when they size you for that, they size you for what you are now and don't even consider that you are not going to stay that skinny. I lost 60 pounds in basic. I was 169 pounds <laughs> out of basic. And they were fitting me up. And I said, listen, could you please make it in a way that I can adjust the size to this? Because I am definitely not going to stay at this weight. Because naturally, I don't walk around at 169. I average, my, my body, even when I'm in fantastic shape, my body walks around at 200 pounds almost. And I told them, I'm going to gain at least 20 pounds back. It, and I had... I had the same uniform for like five, a good five years. I didn't. I within the first year, I I needed to buy a, a whole new uniform because between going to the gym, all the extra PT we were doing, um, actually eating real meals, I I was so skinny when I got out. They gave me a dress uniform that fit that, and I said, "This is not what I'm going to be." So when I actually went to to uh, the the sew shop on base get my uniform adjusted i said hey can you make this bigger because i couldn't even put my arms in the sleeves and they measured my arms and they measured the uniform and they said this is not possible you're going to have to buy a new uniform and then get that size down i was I said we can we can take material away but we can't add it so i had to go get a massive uniform, well, not a massive, but I had to get a, a uniform that was about two sizes bigger than I wear to have them scale it down to me because I had just, I was, like I said, I was just around 200 pounds and granted it was, I was in shape. So it was a lot of muscle and stuff, but my arms, dude, my arms were like 19 inches around at the time. I couldn't get like this part, like this part of my arm would not go into the sleeve. There was no okay. way this was fitting me. Brockamania was running wild. Bro, I was I was jacked. I was on the sauce. I was fucking jacked. And this dress uniform I had was there was no fucking way. The pants the pants were probably the only thing that were, were close to fitting, but even then it was I was two pant sizes larger at that point cuz granted I was uh, I was skinny as fuck coming out of basic. So, yeah, I gained 20 pounds my legs and ass aren't going to fit in this anymore. It's so funny seeing fat people try to fit into their uniform when they know they know it's they should have just went out and bought a new fucking uniform, my guy. Yeah, no, just, just save yourself take some the time. L. Take the L. Take, take the L and just keep going. All right, so in an administrative memo released Thursday, the C-Service announced that it has reset the counter of, on physical fitness assessment failures and any previous failures won't count when considering authority to re-enlist advance promote or execute other career continuation transitions such as extensions and duty station transfers so essentially they're just extending this they're like we're going to delete all the past failures no no so what it means is that like they reset it and any of those failures aren't going to hinder you from re-enlisting advancing promoting it's it's taking all the negative aspects away from it so what about new ones about new, new ones will still count. Yeah. So like if you fail this year's, then it does not fall under this. Okay. So this is your chance to get into shape. Oh, unless they, I think the only thing that they said it might still count for is like for officer programs and stuff. Of course it will. Officers get away with fucking murder. But the, 
I could see them extending this, like doing this again, because if they haven't changed, it's not going to change. So these guys, these sailors are failing, and then it comes time to do it again. They're going to fail again, and there's going to be a large number of failures. So they're going to have to do it again. Otherwise, they're going to lose the same number of people. Unless There's uh, some people that will fail just to get out because they know that's one of oh, the ways so, to get to yeah. get out. So the people that are failing now are like, fuck, I got to start over again and fail again. Exactly. And so this just extended them getting separated. It's like the Navy. got to be a piece of shit for longer. Listen, man, the DOD ain't going to. The DOD wants to keep your ass as long as they possibly can. So, however, the rule change stresses that the policy does not supersede the need for an effective command level culture of fitness and that it remains culture of fitness, culture of fitness and, and it remains incumbent upon individual sailors to invest in their personal health and wellness in order to maintain war fighting readiness. For what war? World War Three? <laughs> we ain't at war Maybe. anymore. Well, we're gearing up for some China level yeah, no, things. Not. Rear Admiral James Waters, uh, director of the Navy's personal <laughs> what? His name is James Waters. Yeah. Rear Admiral James Waters, director of the Navy's personal plans and policy division, told reporters in a call held ahead of the publishing of the memo, the reprieve the reprieve is a large largely a result of the COVID nineteen pandemic. COVID made it. And we're still fat. blaming COVID. We're blaming three COVID. years later. Yeah. Waters explained that there was a recognition that we didn't want to push uh, punish sailors because gyms were closed during the pandemic. We don't want to disadvantage sailors. He went on to add that the reset could allow up to 1,500 sailors to remain in service who might otherwise be separated. Good Lord. According to the Navy's standing rules, the first PFA failure for a sailor result and then being placed in their command's mandatory fitness program, as well as some yep. restrictions on advancement, a second consecutive failure means the sailor's time in the Navy is effectively over. They cannot advance, and they are ineligible for reenlistment. That's we call it fat, fat enlisted people. Honestly, it's called flag barred from reenlistment. You have to pass your next PT test in order to, you know, they, they won't kick you out. Just when it's time for you to re up, you can't. So you haven't. No, the Navy had it to where if you had if you failed twice, you couldn't. Even if you passed, you were getting out. No, the army is not like that. The army is like if you are barred from reenlistment and flagged <clears throat> and you have until the end of your contract to change that. They they don't they don't kick you out for that shit anymore. They keep your ass as long as possible. Well, that's what it was. It was like you would you just couldn't stay in past your reenlistment. There was just no redemption. See, and that's the thing the army did does different is that you could still pass and reenlist. So even if you do fail, <clears throat> you are still required to do PT tests. So you're then if you pass again, if you do pass, you have to take two PT tests and pass them. And if you pass them both, you take a diagnostic and pass, take a record one and pass, then the flag and the bar is lifted. Sounds like a better method. I mean, it really is because there are how many people are in the military that don't want to get separated, but because they are held back from certain things because they are fat and don't work out or they couldn't. You would it, think, though, the Navy of all branches would have something that's like that. No. I mean, honestly, how many people do you really need for the boat? You can always get more. A lot. Oh, you think all these obviously, ships are crashing? Obviously, you need people for the boat. I'm just saying, like, how many people do you think it's going to be that hard? Obviously, it's got to be that hard to get more. Because of the, 
investment. I mean, recruiting efforts are are dwindling. Nobody wants to go to. Nobody wants to join the military. Honestly, the the use of social media and TikTok, for example, uh, like the mill talk showing how shitty the military tends to be a good portion of the time, comparative to the issues with benefits, like pay, for example. Not a lot of people are are rushing to join right now. Oh fuck no! Regiment in this podcast is also partnered with BR Paradox. BR Paradox is a company that specializes in custom-built PCs. So if you have an idea for a cool custom-built PC, they can definitely give you the hookup on that. But if you're not in the market for custom PCs, BR Paradox has a wide array of pre-built PCs that you could choose from at great prices. And if you're not in the market right now for a new PC, BR Paradox will definitely hook you up with an optimization. Optimizations take around 10-15 minutes to do, and they're very awesome. I highly recommend them. I had my PC optimized by them, and it's never run smoother since. BR Paradox also has a list of renowned customers ranging from LeBron James, Chris Brown, members of FaZe Clan, and even Angela White from your favorite orange and black site, if you know what I mean. So head on over to brparadox.com to get yourself a PC today or an optimization. And remember to use promo code regiment at checkout. That's promo code regiment down here at checkout. All right, let's move on to the next one. So this one is one that I have not seen. The general. General is fired from the scandal-plagued California National Guard. Interesting. This is a new one. I actually know nothing about this. Neither do I. And yet another ouster of top commander of the troubled California National Guard, a brigadier general has been fired after internal inquiries found that he has inappropriately used military personnel for personal tasks, had a subordinate complete part of his cybersecurity training, and otherwise engaged in conduct that seemed seeded distrust in the ranks. Hey, you know, bring this, bring, bring that fucking specialist over here and tell him to do my cyber, like my uh, online cyber awareness course. The Master Chief Petty Officer of the Navy, I think two two Master Chiefs ago, was fired for this reason because he was accused of doing all this shit. I mean, it honestly, it, I don't know if it's in the creed of the officer, but part of the creed of the non-commissioned officer is I will not use my rank and position to obtain uh, profit. Uh, what is it uh, for uh, protection, profit, or personal safety, or or not, not protection? Personal gain? For, I will not. Uh, it's something uh, something profit and personal safety. Man, it's been a while since I remember that. Pleasure. Pleasure, profit, or personal safety. I will not use my mm. rank or position to obtain pleasure, profit, or personal safety. Interesting. So it's like this dude did that. All of it. <laughs> um, so Brigadier General Jeffrey Magrum will be involuntarily transferred in the next transferred week. not even fucking separated next week to the u.s air force retiree reserve um in an action that is parallel to a firing essentially so they don't they don't fire like so if you're an e7 or up or an officer they don't fire you they don't they don't kick you out they involuntarily uh transfer you which means you're getting out they're just it's not going to show that you were kicked out you are technically early retired. Mm. So in his position, because he's a current, he's a general. It's he's not going. It's not going to reflect on his DD two fourteen that he was involuntarily separated for these actions. It's going to show he retired early, like forced retired. Yeah, he was forced retired. So 
California National Guard spokesman Lieutenant Colonel Brandon Hill said on Friday, so Magram, who you, who was once director of the Guard's air staff, is the fifth general to resign, retire, or be fired in the wake of scandals exposed by Times Investigations of the organization over the last four years. What the fuck? What's I going heard, on in California? I, yeah, I, what's going on in the California National Guard? If any of you guys are part of the uh, part of the California National Guard, tell us in the comments yeah, because I want to know. Let us know. This is the first time I'm hearing about any issues with the California National Guard. Um, and this is like, this is a lot. This is, how many did it say? Fifth general in four years. So they've had more generals in the last four years. And they were all, they're all gone because they either quit, um, retired, or were fired. I mean, the retired ones is like, this is like the yeah, last. Same thing. Essentially, if they, if they retired out of there. That's because they were transferred there at the end of their career. And this is like, we're going to give you, it's the typical, we're going to give you a shit post as your final <laughs> post because you have X amount of time left. It's not going to matter anymore. You have like, this is the army not doing the thing that they need to do to improve the culture of a unit. This is the military saying this unit sucks. There's no <laughs> hope. So we're going to send people that are either shit or on their way out to this place because it's, it's a dump of a unit. We're not even going to give them time to improve anything. We're going to send these people that are either on their way out or incapable of doing anything good to this place because it's like going to Fort Hood. It's like getting sent to <laughs> Fort, fucking Fort Hood because I need a drink. Hang on. <laughs> Imagine. Imagine being a part, like, you just get sent mini, to one of these. By the way, I have a mini fridge right here, and it's fucking awesome. Jesus. Imagine just getting, like, you just happen to get sent to one of these units, because, like, if it's National Guard, that's just, like, where you live. And you're like, congratulations, you're a part of the shittiest unit in California. <laughs> Welcome to Fort Hood, the place where dreams and soldiers go to die. <laughs> Oops. I lowered if you shirt. survive here, it's a miracle. Yeah, it's a pure miracle. Congratulations. So most of the allegations <laughs> against Magram were first disclosed in the Times report in June. Weeks later, the longtime head of the Guard, Major General David Baldwin, retired. In an email to the Times, Hill said an internal disciplinary board. This is a long article. <laughs> Holy shit. That's uh, oh, not too long. Um, discipl disciplinary board sub uh, substantiated the allegations against Magram, and the general was removed for cause. Board's action came after two separate inquiries into Magram's conduct by military inspector general. Directives to dismiss him were issued by Governor Gavin Newsom and Baldwin's successor, Major General Matthew Beavers, the guards acting ad ad um, adjutant general. Attempts to reach Magram for comment were unsuccessful. I would imagine so. <laughs> I don't want to talk about how I basically used my soldiers as slaves. Um, lift with your beavers and with your lance corporals. Beavers and Newsom no, did not res did not respond to requests for comment made through spokespersons. In memorandum to Magram, the Times obtained last week, Beavers wrote, "Your conduct was caused to me to lose faith, trust, and confidence in your ability to continue serving." The twenty thousand the twenty thousand member guard, a branch of the California Military Department which is also led by Adjutant General, serves a dual mission that includes corresponding emergencies in the state, such as earthquakes, wildfires, uh, and civil disturbances. 
and assisting U.S. Armed Forces in military operations overseas. Magram attained the rank of Assistant Adjutant General and has been part of the Baldwin's inner circle. However, in 21, Baldwin suspended him with pay and reassigned him after the Times report that guard members were concerned that their leaders uh, had uh, readied the F-15 fighter jet for a possible mission in which the aircraft would fly low over civilian protesters to frighten and disperse them. So basically, they he wanted to send an F-15 low flyover, like a, do a low flyby on some protesters. Yeah. Yeah, on American soil. And it, it's, not it's, it, it's funny to me because I love low flybys. I love them. Like, I think they're the coolest shit. We would always, on tr- in training and, and on mission, be like, hey, can you do, like, a low flyby? And you, like, dust us. We want to see it. Like, we wanted it so bad because it's so cool to see a fucking jet just right over your head. It's so cool. But, but when you're not expecting that, and you're just a general citizen, it can be fucking terrifying. Yeah, I mean, when you're a fucking Antifa protester, you're probably just, you'd shit your pants because the gravity of life is actually hitting you. But <laughs> was he do? Was he wrong? Yes, absolutely, he was wrong. I'm just saying, in my opinion, I thought I would think that's cool. I'd be like, fuck yeah! But no, obviously this is the wrong answer. So Baldwin denied that the jet had been prepared for such deployment and said that the move against Magram had nothing to do with that report. Mm. Um, He said that the same about his decision to fire Major General Gregory Jones, commander of the air wing of the Guard. Magram became the focus of more upheaval last summer when the Times disclosed an internal probe found that that he had on-duty Guard members drive him up to 120 miles round trip to personal dental and medical appointments. At Travis Air Force Base, according to a confidential report on the inquiry, the document quoted one unnamed guard member as saying he did not want to drive Magram because my job is to take care of the airmen in the state of California, not to be a chauffeur for a general. That's hilarious. Imagine, like, being in that position, though, to where, what are you going to fucking do? Like, what are you going to say? You tell the general no? Yeah. And it's, like, one of those things to where, especially if you're a lower enlisted type person you haven't even been in that long and probably younger you don't fucking know what you're allowed to not do or speak up for you just get told that like your career is going to get fucked if you don't do something so i will say this there are pretty much every general in the military does have lower enlisted drive them places yeah but that's their designated position right so it's like you're going no, no it's not no, it's not. It, but it's it has nothing to do with. It's more for during the operation. It has nothing to do with personal shit. So they're not driving. Yeah. They're not driving these guys to their appointments. They're driving them from one side of the base to another part of the base where they have to be for a meeting or something. Where it's like it's operational. There's a reason behind why they're being driven there. It has nothing to do with like I have a dental appointment. You're driving me. Yeah. No, I understand that, and I know that these guys have drivers essentially. And, and these and generals have a group of people with them like they have advisors they they're often with there's a major with them there's other higher officers with them um i've seen it all the time like the the general on fort riley kansas had a team of people with him that took him everywhere for because he was just observing the training so he does the general does not drive himself typically 
outside of personal activities within the operational environment, the general is driven around by groups, uh, but with a group of people. And I bet all the barracks that he drives by were fucking spotless. Oh no, probably not. This is at the, least in the Marine Corps. This anyway. is the guard. This is the guard. Oh yeah, they don't care. He would have to go to armories, which then they would know, but. So a guard member who took Magrum's mother shopping was quoted <laughs> was, was quoted in the report as saying she was particular. When I say particular, it had been at Whole Foods, and I just took her along. It just took her a long time to decide what she wanted. A lot of comparison shopping amongst products. Magrum had generally confirmed a member's accounts of running errands for him. According to the report, he 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 said he believed that having subordinates give him rides to medical appointments was consistent with the Air Force's wingman concept and, <laughs> and, and which guard members look out for one another. <laughs> hey, specialist, come here. You're going to take me shopping. This is part of the wingman concept where we look out for each other. How fucking dare you deny me? I want to reiterate that I never had any heard of any ethics issues like this from subordinates, peers, or commanders, or perceptions of such. I would have corrected or addressed it on the spot, Magram said. Of course, because they're lower enlisted to a fucking brigadier general. They're not going to say a damn thing. Yeah, who are you to say shit to a general? No one. Yeah, you're just going to suck it the fuck up and do it. However, Magram had been counseled in 2017 that tasking guard members for rides to personal appointments was inappropriate report stated, adding that his wingman argument rings hollow, which it does. The investigation similarly faulted him for using an underling to an underling. <laughs> you're not a person. You're an underling to work on his travel awards accounts, including for personal trips. The inquiry also determined that Magram failed to complete his annual cybersecurity training and had lower oh, no. and had lower ranking guard members each day request that headquarters temporarily restore his computer access. This went on for about two weeks until he had the training completed by a subordinate. Oh, He's like, I don't want to do this training. It's fucking stupid. Which cybersecurity training, the cyber awareness course, is dumb as fuck. But it's the tis the rules, sir. You have to do it. It's like the only one that actually truly matters too, it, and that you have to do every the, year. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. It's redundant. They've they've revamped it. So and it's a lot easier. At least the way the Navy's and Marine Corps does it now is like if you've done it before, you can take like a shorter version of the test and like test out. Yeah. Unless you fail shit, then you have to go all the way through it. So but like it's it's gotten better. Magram said in his statement that he was late in completing the training because of a tremendously busy op tempo. Like taking his mom to fucking Whole Foods. The Air Force initially issued a letter of admo ad admonishment to Magram as a result of the first Inspector General investigation. After uh, queries by the Times, however, the guard said a second inquiry had substantiated similar allegations against him and another round of discipline was what discipline was pending that wait, wait, wait. so this was an air force guy this is the most air force general shit i've ever heard yeah this is definitely air force shit so let's see is what did that say again so after the curious by the times however the guard had a second inquiry that substantiated similar allegations against him and another round of disciplinary discipline was pending that culminated in his firing the, the guard memo obtained by the Times saying Magram on several occasions wrongfully encouraged or requested subordinates 
to perform tasks or run errands for him outside their military duties, such as giving him rides to personal appointments. The document also cites cybersecurity episode as grounds for dismissing him, stating that he let a subordinate click through the training questions and obtain a certificate completion for you. The memo further recounts that a 2021 survey of Guard members found that they experienced significant issues with unit cohesion, good order, and military discipline because of his conduct. In early 2019, a Times report uh, disclosed internal complaints of reprisals against whistleblowers and allegations of a cover-up of misconduct among Guard leadership. What? Nuh-uh. The complaints focused on the organization's Fresno Air Base and included an incident in which someone urinated in a female Guard member's boots. Good Lord. Baldwin later removed the commander of the Guard's airside, Major General Clay Garrison. Commander of the 144th Fighter Wing in Fresno Base was also removed. In 20- Who's just out here pissing in boots? I don't know. In 2020, in response to another Times report, Newsom, Newsom's office denounced the Guard's decision to send military spy plane to suburban El Dorado Hills, where Baldwin lived, to help civilian authorities monitor demonstrations over the police killing of George Floyd. Baldwin said, Baldwin said the fact that he resided in El Dorado Hills, where the protests were small and peaceful, had no bearing on deployment. He wanted a drone to watch over his neighborhood? Jesus. Hey, there's riots happening. Send me a fucking drone, to, a surveillance drone, to make sure that, my, that no one's trying to riot in my area. That, I don't feel safe. That's almost like fucking um what what was that thing in the navy where they uh mm-hmm. I, I, there was a, there was a, a story that I remember yeah. hearing about about a fucking navy command like a naval ship commander um having the ship turned because, Oh, because uh the be, sun was in his because eye. Because the sun was in his eye. Yeah, I stand that story. So the Times reported last year that an internal inquiry substantiated allegations that Brigadier General David Hawkins made an anti-Semitic and homophobic slurs, including that that Jews are unrep- are unreverent sinners and that gay marriage is a reason terrorists attack the United States. Where the Good fuck Lord. are these guys coming from? Hawkins what? Re- Hawkins received a letter of reprimand as a result, the guard said. Responding to a subsequent Times curia, the guard confirms in June that Hawkins had resigned. Hawkins resigned. Told- yeah, I resigned. Hawkins told the Times that those allegations are largely untrue. Largely mm. untrue. And specifically <laughs> denied making the statements about terrorist attacks. He said he believed allegations were lo- lodged by someone who overheard a misconstrued conversation he had with a chaplain. Oh, uh, and that's the end of that. That's This is some of the most Air Force sounding shit. <sighs> Only yeah. the Air Force would be this this entitled... At that level. So this is an Army National Guard. This is Air National Guard. <laughs> and so it makes me even... So if you are in the Air National Guard in California, what's going on? Y'all okay? You guys good? What the fuck is happening? Are they... Are they government... Because even if it's Air National Guard versus Army National Guard, isn't it basically still the National Guard? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. It's the same. It's just the Air Force. So the units are still different, though? The units... I wouldn't say they're different. They're the same. They just do more shit stateside, and they support overseas. So, well, I mean, so like, if you had an Army National Guard unit, you wouldn't have Air National Guard unit people a part of that command. Typically, no, because they're two different branches. Okay, that's that's where I was um, wondering. So, unless, so in the cases like for 
for me, being Wisconsin National Guard and the MOS that I was, we did deal with the Wisconsin Air National Guard a lot for um, our joint fires observer stuff, which was like dealing with aircraft strikes and stuff. Mm. And that was because Wisconsin has an Air National Guard base and we have F-16s and A-10s and shit. So we would have, you know, for our JFO courses, we have live fire ranges in, 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 up in uh, up in Fort McCoy. So we would have F-16s and because the, the normal Air Force bases are so far away, Air National Guard is supposed to kind of be support for you know, the central part, like the more remote areas where there aren't big air force bases, where they don't have the fuel to fly from fucking South Dakota all the way to, or North Dakota, all the way to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Cause F 16s and shit, they can't, they can't really fly and do a mission and do that. They have to fly and turn back. So our air national guard, but we like the, there is an air national guard base where we actually use them for, you know, the, and they still do air national guard still does, the same deployments as the regular air force does like for aircraft and shit. They're all trained pilots. Um, their pilots are almost full time. It's just more of like the support MOSs are the ones that are, aren't there all the time. It's like the once, like once a month type thing. So uh, yeah, the air national guard works almost exactly the same way as the army national guard does. Mm, Interesting. And I don't think the Marine Corps and the Navy has a national guard. I think they just have reserves. Yeah. We don't have reserves. Whereas the Air Force, I think it's only Army and yeah, it's only Army National Guard. Our Army and Air Force and have National Air. Guard, and they also both have reserves. Which, which honest, is honestly, strange. it being National Guard is way better than being a reserve. Well, yeah, I would, I would have. The funding is different, so the funding for the National Guards through the state, and depending on your state, it could be a lot better. Whereas reserves, you're funded through the federal government, and the and the federal government just. Is basically gives the reserve units whatever's left. Essentially. So, yeah, like being in the reserves is a much better lifestyle than being in the National Guard. Or I'm sorry, <laughs> being in the National Guard is a much better lifestyle than the reserves for that reason. Reserves get the shaft hard a lot in the National Guard. We get, especially in Wisconsin, if Wisconsin had a good year, the Wisconsin National Guard, like, they just got tons of money to do shit. My unit, when I my last unit, we got our funding was so good, we got all this new equipment and all this good shit. And I'm like, I wish we had this active duty. How is the transfer from? Because is it does that like a different branch? It's or is it like transferring to the reserve? It's basically like PCSing. <clears throat> it's like PCSing, but not. So you're PCSing. To a, you're ETSing from the active duty and then joining into the National Guard. It's like a lateral transfer. Um, but it's like it's a PCS that feels not like it's an ETS that feels like a PCS, essentially. So you, it feels like you're changing duty stations. It's just you're not there all the time. Interesting. And um, yeah, so that's the culture is very different too. That's the other thing. So if you're thinking about going to the National Guard and you're active duty, I don't. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. You're going to hate it. You're going to. If you're thinking of it. joining the military, don't. Stop it. Get Stop some help. It. Get, get some help. Go to college. Or get a trade job or, you know, something to make that you truly enjoy. Do, you know? do something else. Do something else. 
Only use the military if it's like you have nothing else. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I will say this: the military was probably the um, the best, best worst was, decision it, of all time. It was the best worst decision I ever made in my life. True. So that's why I was like, I don't know. It's kind of like a bittersweet thing for me because a lot of times, yeah, like I'm glad I did it. Like my life would be a lot different if I if I hadn't. <laughs> but on the other hand, I'm like, God, there was so much shit that I fucking hated. You know, I can't even imagine what it would have been like if I didn't join. I feel like I'd have ended up super fat and I don't even know. Working some fucking factory job back in the crossroads of America. Because that's why it's the crossroads of America. You're supposed to drive through it. You're not supposed to live there. You're talking about Indiana? Correct. Yeah. It, it I mean, really I don't is. know. I think Ohio is getting the worst of it right now. So, I mean, I mean, people are kind of avoiding it now. Well, they had another train crash. Another? Yeah. When? Uh, pretty recently. I think it was like last week. I feel like we're under attack. It feels like an attack. <laughs> domestic attack? Not even a domestic attack. This just feels like an attack. Like, there's just so many. Oops. There's just so many fucking incidences like this happening that it just doesn't. It, this doesn't feel like an accident is what I'm saying. It's, it's a conspiracy. The water's turning the frogs gay. Water's turning frogs gay. Well, um, I got nothing else. You got anything else? No, I'm uh, I'm eager to get these episodes out. I know. For the it's going to be fun. It's going to be hilarious when Oakley sees these episodes uh, and moments like like right now that we're, we're talking, talking about, about. We're talking about like, hey, we're still waiting for the announcement so we can start <laughs> posting. <laughs> <laughs> we're on our we're on our third uh they're gonna, get to, they're right gonna get to the episode of the fucking uh police officer that had a train ran on her and be like that was forever ago <laughs> did exactly. you know she's suing now she's suing the police I, I department saw that. and she's like i saw that and now she's trying to say that like they forced her to do all this stuff mm, and i think it was you that sent that to me and everybody everybody was like all when they all got caught was like saying that like she lives a wild personal life. And now she's, yeah. she's playing the victim. And I was like, you know, you just got caught and fired. Uh, listen, I'm not trying to say that, like, maybe she could have been a victim of something. But, like, this is, like, the stories that people were saying about that situation were just, none of this sounds like she was forced to do it. None of it. None of it yeah. at all. If it was, like, a... a, a a one-off or like an individual person that was doing this. Yeah. And like, it could be like, yeah, I could see it. I could see, I could, yeah, I could see that being the case then. But when it's five to six other people. Yeah. And they're not all part of the same task force. You know, and it, all, and it wasn't all at the same time either. No, it was on multiple different occasions in different places on duty, off duty. It's like, good luck with that lawsuit. I mean, did she even get promoted for that? Because that's, I mean, that's what I'm trying to do for promotion right no, now. I don't think she did, no. I got them. I got them knee pads. It's not working very well, but, you know, maybe maybe one day. Maybe just wipe one off day. my chin and wipe off my chin and move on to the next. 
<laughs> did, it, did it work no all right let's try again next week all right well let's let's wrap this up then a nice sweet quick one i can't wait for norway i can't me and alicia are learning norwegian right now we're also spending a lot of money on fucking hiking gear <coughs> it's uh i'm really excited i can't wait to just go to another country that I've always wanted to go to. I might cry when I get there. Please record it. You want to see me cry? I think the the viewers. Everybody wants to, to see. Everybody it. wants to watch me cry. Just put it on TikTok why, or something. Why, why do you guys want to see me emotional? Because misery loves company. Hopefully, I don't die before <laughs> then. That'll be like I. I really hope not. Like I'm just like please. I got. I just need to survive this year so I can actually go and do these things so i'm not it was very morbid <laughs> yeah it's very depressing i'm just like every, every the beginning of every year i always have this i talked to my therapist about this because i have this overwhelming sense of gloom and doom that like the end is nigh for me where i get i get in this thought process of like i don't feel like i'm going to survive the year and I don't know why I have that thought process. It's just like, I talked to my therapist about it, and she's like, why do you feel that way? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of why I'm talking to you. Well, so kind of want to know what the fuck like, you think. She's kind of like asking me what prompts the thought. And honestly, I don't know. I'm like, I, what if I get cancer? What if I get cancer and die? Or like, what if a car hits me and I die? I just have this. Don't, huh? Don't you have the one that starts with a K? No, that's no. That was um, that was my buddy Mo. Oh, okay. He he was, and she's not even his therapist. She just prescribes and um, puts in. Yeah. And she uh, puts in uh, consultations and stuff. She's Sounds about. I I go right. through I go through Aurora. I don't even go. I go through the I go through Aurora, but it's paid for by the VA because I, I use community care. Sounds like at least you're getting your communication. Oh man, like I addressed. Yeah, it's it's great. Like I, my therapist is awesome. My psychiatrist is awesome. They're all veterans, every single one of them. The whole. Did I ever send you the TikTok of this guy that was? He was like he was becoming a whistleblower, basically. But like all the community care things that like would just never happen, and like vets that would slip through the cracks and. Uh, people like the whole the way the holding is, yeah, the way that the whole phone system is on hold. Mm -hmm. They would because it's recorded and it shows like you're only supposed to have them online, so they'd pick up the phone before it hits that time threshold and then put them back on hold. I've had that happen to me where it sounds like someone picks up the phone and then I'm put back on hold immediately. And I'm like, and what I said, why, why does it sound like someone picked up? Yeah. That's exactly why, and I have I experienced that and witnessed it myself. Yeah, it's so fucking stupid that that's the thing. Like, just that's that's why none of us like the VA. I've got so many stories that I could tell. Tell them. Oh uh, well, one was uh, so they had an issue with our call center, like our calls. They want us to be on for so long. And they're like, we're, we're taking too long. And that was really because the way that they had the process of us making appointments, we either had to go through this arbitrary system, figure out what's going on with the docs, message the docs, see what was going on. Like it took time and we had to have them on hold. 
And so our backlog of calls, we start having people in the queue, like 10 people in the queue, like just waiting to get picked up. <clears throat> so to make it better, they they brought in this chick from another part of the hospital that didn't have any computer access, that wasn't technically cleared to be dealing with mental health stuff. So she literally only answered the phones. So what she would do was she would answer the phones, write down their information on a piece of paper and be like, someone will call you back to address this. And they never call. Uh, well, half, sometimes we would, but half the time when we call them, they wouldn't answer. So then they'd end up calling again later and it didn't address anything. So, but when you look at the numbers, when they, when we got bad, they're like, the numbers look phenomenal. It looks like we're just blowing through calls. We're, we're getting shit done. We're making it happen. But what they didn't see was it made shit harder. Like we had to recall these people. We had to do more work because we had to go through everything. Then we had to make another list of who was actually called, who got that issue addressed and go through the next day and go, what the fuck was going on? But to them, it looked like things were so much better. It looked like better. things were great. Yeah. VA is a joke, man. That's the type of shit. That's the type of shit that made me just internally want to burn the place to the ground. I'll get my buddy Mike on here to tell his mental health shit for the shit that he has to deal with for the, through the VA with when it comes to his <laughs> mental health. How his therapist was on the phone while he was talking about his suicidal thoughts and shit. I think he mentioned that on 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 my podcast of, on the on yours. Yeah, yeah. He was talking about how his his therapist would sit on his phone while he was like opening up to him about like his mental health issues, and it was like, "Hi, I'm sorry. Am I interrupting you?" And he'd be, "Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, continue." And then he would. We should have and a then stories episode. And then constantly tell him. What kind of medication would you like to be put on? He's like, I don't want to be put on medication. I just want to medicate him. That's it. Yeah, usually. It's we so should gross. have a VA stories episode. I mean, we could have Debt Cores or Blackjack on here. That would be glorious. Just have a VA stories episode. That would be awesome. I want to start getting guests once we get this announcement done and get these episodes pushed out. I want to, I'll uh, reach out <laughs> to Debt and be like, hey, you want to be on the smoke pit? And we'll fucking. We should. I'm going to. I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna put a, a a message in that little group that we had. It just says, "Hey, we recorded again." <laughs> just leave it there. Okay. That makes. I just see. What's just that, wait. What does that make? Four now? Three or four? Is it four? I think it might be three. I think it's three. I think we've only done. I think, three. I think it's three. We haven't really been like crap, like crazy on it because we, you know, we're not putting. Because we're just waiting. Yet. We're just waiting. Yeah. I've been just catching up on homework and stuff. This is the most military shit of all time. Like, just hurry up and wait. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> I love, I love it. I love you guys. Don't, don't get me wrong. I love you guys to death. You guys are the best, and I know there's a lot of shit going on, especially in regiment, and we're not exactly like up there on the on the priority list. So, like, what the things that we are saying is purely out of just being funny. We're not like pissed or anything. We're not like complaining. We're just being funny. Because we give each other shit in the military, and that's what we do. But uh, anyway, let's wrap this up. I agree. So, like the video. Like the video. Subscribe. Give us some comments. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Um, you know, Tell us your VA stories. Tell shit. us your VA stories. Yeah. DM us on Twitter. So we uh, uh, the Smoke Pit Podcast Twitter. We'll put it in the description. So go to the description. Follow us on Twitter. And... Uh, 
DM us some of your uh, VA stories. I'd love to hear it. Anyway, so we'll see you guys in the next episode. Love you all. Appreciate it. Thanks for hanging out again, Doc. Bye. Bye.